0: Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast uh, here. Freddie Wills from FreddieWills.com. Just want to recap last week and get into some of the leads for this upcoming week for college football and talk about last week's game from a betting perspective and what it means for this upcoming week. 4-3 and three in the NFL, plus 3.8%. Unfortunately, uh, an unlucky backdoor cover by the Bills and uh Against the Dolphins and then the Vikings giving up the late touchdown drive to the Cowboys, along with Carson Wentz handing the Titans the game uh, with his two boneheaded interceptions late. I, I just uh, I don't even know what to say about that. They lost in overtime, but those were our three losses. Uh, so very tough. Could have easily been you know five into six into six and one or seven and zero. Oh. Um, we did win on our max play of the day with the Saints plus four and a half uh moving us to 74 and 38 on our max nfl play of the days 66 percent winners since 2015 110 and 88 in college 55 percent since 2011 on five and a half percent max play of the days including five and three this year as we won again this past weekend uh with fresno state winning late uh definitely uh Rebounding from the backdoor cover they gave up last week where we took a loss with Fresno State. So they redeemed themselves in cash this past week. But overall it was not a good week in college football. You know, I was happy to profit for NFL at least. Uh unfortunately it should have been more profitable. And college football, you know, I'm I'm the first one to admit that when I make mistakes and, and to be honest, I even make the same mistake, uh, which is really a a rookie mistake in when you're betting on sports is betting too many games sometimes um i felt like i had an edge in a lot of the games and and that's why i give you guys a full in-depth analysis in my college football play so you guys can see my logic and uh unfortunately i think i should have probably eliminated some of them uh but unfortunately i made the mistake of playing them all we gave out 12 plays on saturday uh but uh you know, everybody that got those plays are getting this week for free, so hopefully I can come out with a great large profit for you guys. Obviously, I bet on these games myself with a significant amount of money, so uh, when you lose, I lose. I know it doesn't make it any easier, uh, but rest assured, you know, I'm going to work that much harder this this upcoming week to give out some winners. Fortunately, my premium pick newsletter, uh, I, I actually gave out my max play of the day in that pack in that uh, newsletter, so make sure you guys are subscribing to that. You get the pick for free. Uh FreddieWills.com at the top Uh, you can just put in your email it's just one email one per week uh, with a premium play that clients get and you get that for free so i'm also lowering all my season packages with you know five to six weeks to go in the regular season Um, and you know obviously much more in the nfl season Uh, i've cut all my prices in half so you can get my college football plays for the rest of the year for 149 from 299 and if you want just my play of the days for nfl and college I dropped that package from $199 now to just $99, and then this week I have a promotion two-week all-access package for $109 guaranteed profit or the rest of the season free. So let's get to it, uh, breaking down last week's card and, and what it means. Uh, we'll get some liens out to you guys on this podcast. Uh, I did go three and two on the liens. I think three out of the last four uh, podcasts we've been profitable on our liens, so to so hope to continue that here again today. South Florida loses twenty-nine to fourteen at East Carolina, which I mentioned already was was misleading. Misleading. South Florida was 0 for seven on third down, two for four on fourth down. Turned the ball over four times. They'll play Houston this week as thirteen-point home dog. Houston off a monster win over SMU. I leaned South Florida plus thirteen, almost worth the play on the money line in my opinion because I think uh, Houston's always due for a clunker. Uh, not and now that they're ranked. Uh you know it could be a good time for it, South Florida, with an extra couple of days to prepare here. The only problem is they do have Cincinnati on deck at home, so they might be look looking towards that game a bit. I'm not sure, uh but obviously South Florida needs to focus on this game. They can't be looking ahead to number two Cincinnati next week, and I don't think they they will I do like this coaching staff, you know they move the ball. Well, last week at East Carolina, that game was much closer than the final indicated. If they can eliminate the mistakes and being back at home, I think they can. Uh, we could see them in a, a battle against Houston this week. Georgia, thirty-four to seven win over the Gators was misleading. I'm probably in the minority here, uh, but this was about to be a three nothing game at the half here. And obviously, I gave out Florida plus fourteen in, as a premium play, two percent premium play. So maybe I'm biased, but this was about to be a three to nothing game going into the half maybe three to three with Florida driving they Georgia scored three touchdowns in the final two minutes of the half and uh, all of a sudden it was 27 to nothing uh, because of the turnovers from the Gators. you know I've already faded Georgia by playing two other teams to win the national championship Oregon at plus 2500 and Ohio State at plus 700 uh, still live obviously uh, Ohio State you know a good bet because now they're plus 400 to win the national championship. Uh, we'll likely look to hedge at some point. I usually don't bet those type of futures, but I thought those two offered pretty good value. I really, I mean, Georgia's looked great, but they really, in all honesty, haven't played anybody who is great on both sides of the ball. So I'm not exactly sold that they're gonna run the table and and win the national championship. And uh, I mean, you know, Alabama could beat them, and Georgia will still likely get in, but I, I still think that. Oregon controls their own destiny, obviously, and at plus 2,500, I can't really argue with that uh, value. I'm not sure how Florida gets off the mat after this game. You know, I, where's their motivation the rest of the way? They have South Carolina this week on the road. Uh, I lean South Carolina plus 19, and I'll look to fade Georgia moving forward, but facing Missouri this week is definitely not the time. Missouri 0-11 against the spread their last 11 games, so um, definitely going to be looking at South Carolina this week as a strong lean. Cincinnati was in a battle as they led 14-12 at the half as a 25.5-point favorite against Tulane. Tulane had four turnovers in the game. And C- Cincinnati still could not cover the spread. I think this is maybe uh, a factor of them trying to cover the spread because uh, these kids are definitely aware and they need uh, they definitely need style points here moving forward because um, you know they're they're still on the outside looking. In, uh, They need Notre Dame to keep winning, which which Notre Dame has, which is definitely hopeful, uh, but uh, they, they definitely need to run the table and they need to get some style points along the way. I think you have to be concerned with Cincinnati's offense. I, I mean, they only put up 350 yards against a defense that ranked 121st in yards per play. I think uh, it could be Cincinnati just pressing a little too hard, trying to blow out opponents. Uh, this week they're a 22 point favorite against Tulsa. At least they're back at home, and I, you know I, I think they play. I think they play this team really tough. Um, they know that Tulsa played Ohio State tough, so I think there's motivation again for them to to get a blowout. And if uh, they're blowing this team out late, I think they'll look to continue to put their foot on the neck of Tulsa. So I do lean Cincinnati actually minus the points this week. Speaking of Ohio State, I wasn't. Really, sort of unimpressed with their game against Penn State. They won thirty-three to twenty-four, but this was a twenty-seven to twenty-four game in the fourth quarter. Uh, they did out-game Penn State by seventy-two yards, and they were a plus two turnover margin. But Penn State had the first down edge, first down edge twenty-seven to twenty-two. Sean Clifford seemed to be, you know, one hundred percent again, and uh, really a difference maker for Penn State. You know, I'd like to say that I could back Penn State now that, you know. Clifford is back and healthy, and I think there could be some value on them moving forward. Uh, but really, what is their motivation the rest of the way? Uh, coming off the Ohio State game, where you know it's twenty-seven to twenty-four game in the fourth quarter, maybe they have the game, and now they got to play a Maryland team. And James Franklin—I mean, some are ru- rumored that he's got one foot out the door. Uh, you know, I I just can't uh, get to the window here with Penn State, uh, but I definitely can't back Maryland. Ohio State, fourteen and a half point favorite at Nebraska. What am I talking about here? Oh yeah. So yeah, Nebraska, a story that seemed to be trending nicely, but Nebraska just just can't win close games under Scott Frost. It's really sad to see because you know, I really like Scott Frost what he did at UCF. Um but uh it and obviously, you know, I like those guys that go back home uh, to coach their alma mater, which Scott Frost did, he won a national championship in Nebraska. Really, would like to see Nebraska back on the national landscape, and you, so we saw signs of it possibly when they, you know, nearly upset Oklahoma. Um, they nearly upset Michigan State, who's now in the top ten. Two top ten teams that they nearly upset, and um, you know they just lose this past week, twenty eight to twenty three to Purdue as a seven and a half point home favorite. And the issue, again, was turnovers. They were minus four turnover margin in the game. Uh, they did out-game Purdue, but it was all Purdue in the second half, outscoring Nebraska 14-6. to And at this point, you have to ask, is Scott is Scott Frost out no matter what uh, after the season? Do the players know it? I don't know. Do they care? Or is this the last hurrah for Frost in Nebraska to pull off a major upset at home and save F- Scott Frost's job? Either way, I think uh, you, you do see a max effort from a team that's fully capable if they play mistake-free to upset Ohio State. Um, this might be a little bit of a hedge in my Ohio State National Championship bet. I mean, Nebraska, I think they play another close game here, and I don't think they're able to pull the upset at home, but I, I think that they, can't, they have nothing to lose. They can play kind of free in this game, and Ohio State's got to be feeling a little bit of a pressure coming off the Penn State game. Um, I lean Nebraska plus 15. Kentucky off the bye Faced Mississippi State A team that held That they held to two points last year They were a minus four turnover here uh, But also minus 222 yards in the defeat uh, I was a little surprised at this But I, I, I'm still not going to overreact Mississippi State has a great defense Especially at home at night And the offense is much better than it was In game three of last year When they just started the Mike Leach offense So um, you know, I'm not going to overreact with Kentucky Kentucky hosting Tennessee this week uh, and the game their pick minus one at first glance i'm I'm leaning towards Kentucky, uh, but uh I definitely look at the game a little bit more because i I know my algorithms actually lean Tennessee, so it might be a game that I just pass on. Uh, so no official lean there, and then you got Mississippi state a five point dog at Arkansas. Uh, they have not been good at the on the road. I think Arkansas is coming off a buy. Arkansas definitely plays that drop their defenders in space. Uh, that Mississippi State I think could struggle with, so um, I'm, I'm not I don't lean any way there, but um, I definitely don't lean on Mississippi State side. Wake Forest continued their dominance, 45 to seven over Duke, and they'll be a three point dog at North Carolina this week, which is extremely interesting to have a number ten team on the road as a, a dog against an unranked team. Uh, I mean North Carolina still getting credit. We saw it last week, and you know I played North Carolina plus three and a half. At Notre Dame, <clears throat> really the difference in them not covering is is uh, missed tackles, especially on that 91-yard rushing touchdown from Kyron Williams. Um, you know, North Carolina's defense is is a big issue. They could not s- stop a really a struggling Notre Dame offense that ranks outside the top 90 in offense and in passing offense and in rushing offense. Um, you know, it seems like a square play to to back Wake Forest at this point, but North Carolina has not shown me anything on defense last week to think that they can stop Wake Forest on offense. It's a very intriguing game that Wake Forest needs a big win um, to be considered, uh, you know, a challenger for the college football playoff. Uh, you know, I think they have a possibly an NFL quarterback in Sam Hartman. Um, and they obviously lost this game at North Carolina, North Carolina last year, fifty-three to fifty-nine. So I think that they they have plenty of confidence, obviously. And you know, I think Wake Forest is much better than uh, from last year's team to this year's teams. And I think North Carolina is far worse. So um, I think the only way you could look at is Wake Forest. Although I think that you're going to probably see that as a very popular favorite, uh, public dog. In Wake Forest, when you see, I mean, I'm seeing 69% of people picking Wake Forest. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with that game because I, I like Wake Forest. I've been looking for an opportunity to play them. This might not be it. Uh, definitely gonna have to look at it a little bit more. I want to see uh, because obviously their rushing defense is an issue. We saw it against the Army. Uh, North Carolina has a great rushing offense with that RPO that they run and uh, Sam Howell, very capable running quarterback. I think that game's going to just go back and forth. So um, definitely interested to see, to watch the game. No official lean right now. Texas plus three was a premium play of mine at Baylor. And when Texas was up 21-10 to 10 late in the third quarter, I, f- I felt really good about uh, our chances of bringing a win for myself and clients. But Baylor, honestly, they, do, they deserved the game. They deserved the win. They ran the ball better than Texas, which shocked me. Texas just 2-for-5 on 4th down and 3-for-14 on 3rd down. Uh, That really cost them this game. Texas plus 7 at Iowa State, a team that lost last week to West Virginia, another game that I was on that was a loser. Uh, This is really shaking up the Big 12 race. Iowa State has two losses in the conference. Texas has three losses in conference play, and there are five teams ahead of Texas. I really don't think Texas has a chance to get to the Big 12 title game. After the loss to Baylor, um, you know, so I think that they're in kind of like a dream crusher role. I'm not going to say I lean the Iowa State way either. Iowa State, um, they need a little help. They need um, both Baylor and Oklahoma State to lose some games. Uh, You know, they need to win out themselves. And actually, they need Baylor to lose twice since they lost head-to-head. So, again, this game... Uh, was supposed to be a much more interesting than it actually is. I will say that Iowa State being a touchdown favorite I think uh compared to years past that is a massive move uh because I think I think um Iowa State is typically a large underdog even when they seem to have the better team and texas getting sixty four percent of the action here um you know, I there's no way I could go back to backing Texas here, especially since you know I think they just had a dream crushing loss against Baylor, and now they're going on the road. Uh, Big Twelve title, getting into the championship game is is definitely on hold. Yeah, so Iowa State a one point favorite last year, Texas a seven point dog the year before. Texas a one point favorite, a five point favorite, seventeen point favorite. So um, they, they were a seven and a point. Dog last time at Iowa State And uh, Texas Covered that spread So um, definitely I just don't trust Iowa State as a favorite I backed them the last two weeks They lost They just don't come home uh, as a favorite It's, It's very frustrating Moving on Pitt Loses after their big win to Miami. I mentioned on the last podcast how impressed I was with quarterback from Miami, Van Dyke, who had he actually impressed me even more this this last week against Pitt, 426 passing yards, three touchdowns on the road. Pitt did outgain them, 587 to 490, but Miami won the game. I definitely don't trust Miami now after covering three straight games in a row. Uh, They've returned home, and you know now they're getting some credit again, and uh, they're a double-digit favorite against Georgia Tech. Uh, definitely lean towards Georgia Tech there especially since Georgia Tech was off a loss uh, so it, it seems to be like a buy low sell high situation here as Georgia Tech lost at home as a favorite against Virginia Tech 26-17 uh, Virginia Tech was held to four field goals in the game <laughs> and they still win they did outgain Georgia Tech uh, 491-366 to so it wasn't really a fluky win uh, Georgia Tech had two turnovers and they went uh, 1 for 3 on 4th down, 3 for 12 on 3rd down. So those were the big reasons they lost the game. And, uh, you know, obviously this week going up against Miami, Miami's defense is far worse than Virginia Tech. So I think they'll have some more success. I think they'll cover this spread. Washington State upsetting Arizona State on the road. is probably the shocker of the week as it was Game 2 without their head coach for Washington State. We thought that they would have a big effort against BYU, and they did the week before. But I question their motivation. On the road against Arizona State, uh, they won 34 to 21 thanks to a plus four turnover margin. Uh, they jumped out to a 28 to nothing lead and then cruised from there. Washington State gets a bye, and you know I look to fade them the rest of the way, especially um, carrying the momentum of this win uh, into a bye. Not always a good thing coming out on the other side. I mean, they don't really have the coaching staff uh, for the two week bye to you know keep the team's momentum going. So you know I, I I will look to fade Washington State the rest of the way. Arizona State eight point favorite against USC. It, it might be time to fade the Sun Devils. Um, not sure I want to back USC after a win. <laughs> so they they've kind of gone every other week. Uh, win loss win loss. So uh, but eight points seems like a lot to me. I think that these these two teams could be competitive. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. Virginia, a pr- premium release. Uh, and, and you know, I I was embarrassed to start that game. Uh, I stayed up late for it. That game and the Fresno game and uh, BYU gets out to a twenty-eight to seven lead. Uh, Virginia actually did come back and and actually led forty-two to thirty-eight at the half, which was just crazy. And you know, at that point, I felt really good because Virginia went on a thirty-five to ten run, um, and they just in the second half they couldn't stop BYU again. In the second half, they had three turnovers. And their star quarterback, Brendan Armstrong, uh, got hurt in this game. I think it was late in the third quarter. Um, Likely broke his ribs. Who who knows what happens if that doesn't happen. Uh, But uh, either way, you know, I can truthfully say I was on the wrong side in that game. Um, And Virginia gets the bye and then they'll Go at Notre Dame next week. And, you know, I've been so wrong on Notre Dame games this year. I don't think I'll play that game. Never say never. But um, I, I really think that Notre Dame hasn't faced a balanced team. They haven't faced a team. A team's either really good at passing the ball and not good at running the ball or really good on offense and really bad on defense. And it's going to be much the same. Virginia, really good on offense, really bad on defense. So I think Notre Dame has really kind of gotten lucky in their schedule uh, that has them sitting at one loss and. I mean, really, if they run the table, they, they could be considered for getting into the college football playoff. BYU here gets a layup against Idaho State, so not really much to talk about there. But there's still a team that I'm, I'm going to look to fade down down the stretch, probably. Uh, so we got one, two, three, four more games to talk about here. Florida State loses to Clemson 20-30. to 30. Clemson did not play a good game uh, and covered the spread. I predicted it. I said I was... Not on Clemson this week, and that they would probably cover the spread. I said that on last week's podcast. Uh, the way they did it made it even more comical as they returned. And I apologize if you guys were on this. Anyone was on this game on the under or on the Florida State side. It really sucked. Um, as Clemson recovered a fumble, took it in for a touchdown uh, with zero seconds on the clock. As Florida State was trying to uh, pull off a miracle t- with the tossbacks. Uh, It's one of those covers you dream of uh, if you're on the Clemson side. And then it's, uh, you know, I feel like I haven't been on that side of a game before. I've definitely been on the opposite side. And then obviously those that had the under uh, lose the game with that touchdown. Really tough to swallow. um, And very lucky if you bet on Clemson there. Gary Patterson out for TCU after Kansas State dominated them winning 31 to 12. TCU asked him to finish out the season and he pretty much gave them the middle finger and quit on his team. It will be very interesting to see if TCU gets a one game bump here with no Patterson. Uh it kind of seemed to me like maybe the players didn't like him uh that much and I honestly think that they will be, you know, they ho- will be hosting Baylor this week and they're a touchdown dog at home. Uh their coach is gone. I do think at the end of the day they give a max effort. I definitely lean towards TCU at plus seven this this week. Uh, Baylor has a huge look ahead game here uh, with uh, Oklahoma next week. Um, they might be looking past TCU, who just fired their coach, or rather, uh, a coach actually quit on them. Because I mean, TCU did say, "Hey, finish out the season for the kids," and he said, "No." Uh, I think that that's you know ego taking over, and that. Case, I mean, because Gary Patterson did a lot of good things for TCU over the years. Been here for a long time. Maybe he deserved more respect. uh, But I could argue that TCU was giving him the respect by saying, "Hey, listen, you're going to be out at the end of the season. We want to be transparent. Let you know now. Uh, Will you, you know, stay on, lead these kids the rest of the way?" Um, So, I mean, I I can't say that I maybe blame Gary Patterson. It's hard to uh, say that you're going to be all in the rest of the season and do what's right for these kids when you know that you're going to be gone and and maybe he's doing what's right for the kids by, you know, stepping away, taking the distraction out of it and letting these kids, uh, proceed. Wyoming outgained San Jose state. Uh, but they were two for five on fourth down minus two turnover. They lose 27 to 21. Wyoming goes back at home. Uh, they'll host a Colorado state team as a four point dog at home. And, you know, I, I definitely lean, I lean Wyoming here. Um, it's going to be a defensive game. It's going to be at Wyoming. Uh, obviously, the elevation isn't really going to bother Colorado State, uh, but I think Wyoming is a far better coached team, and I think it's more than a field goal here, which, which says something because Steve Adazio, you know, he doesn't believe in going for it on fourth down. He'll kick the field goal, which again, Oh, people are going to kill him for that. And, you know, I don't think Steve Adazio is a great coach. Um, I think he's a good recruiter, and, and it seems like the players play hard for him and want to play for him. There was multiple Boston College kids that transferred to play for him at Colorado State, so that, that has to mean something. Um, but uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna give the guy a hard time with this analy- analytic conversation and him not going forward on fourth down. You have to know what type of team you have. And if you have a team that's not great on offense and you're playing a team... That is good on defense in Boise. I think maybe, you know, when you have a good defense on the other side, they have a top 10 defense on the other side. So getting three points means a hell of a lot more than it does when the total's a 70 point total and you should be going for it. Um, that's my opinion on it, especially when you're a favorite. You trust your defense in that spot. And I, I, I don't disagree with kicking the field goal. 4th uh, and goal from the 5 I mean you take the points there every time um, I don't care what analytics say Now if you're Alabama and you're 4th from 5 Go for it If you have a great offense You're going against a bad defense You go for it there But Boise State was a good defense And Colorado State struggling on offense You take the damn points I'm sorry I don't, I, I don't think it's a co- as cookie cutter As people make it out to be Where you just kind of got to go for it on 4th down No matter what uh, and I'm gonna get sick of people, smart people, talking about it that way. It it it's it's definitely based on the team, based on your opponent, based on where you are in the game, on whether you should go for it or not. That's my opinion on it. Finally, uh, two more games. Maybe the misleading game of the week. UTEP losing to Florida Atlantic, twenty eight to twenty five. They outgained Florida Atlantic, four thirty six to two seventy nine. They were minus 2 in turnover margin, 4 for 17 on 3rd down, and uh, 3 for 5 on 4th down. Florida Atlantic was able to win and overcome the negative 200 yards in this game uh, and going 1 for 15 on 3rd down. Uh, I don't know how they did that. Florida Atlantic is a fade against a top defense uh, as their offense really struggles against top defenses. Uh, seems they seem to dominate the bad defenses, and that kind of inflates their overall offensive numbers. They faced Marshall this week, a good defense, as a two-point home dog. Marshall has dominated the state of Florida in the past these games. Uh, they rank 29th in yard per play defense, Eileen Marshall. And then you have Le- UTEP on the other hand uh, pl- Eleven and a half point dog at home against an undefeated Texas San Antonio team. So a very interesting game there. Two teams that are overachieving. Really great stories for UTEP and UTSA. Uh, it's going to be a good. That's going to be a good game as well. Stanford loses at home after a bye to Washington. They turned the ball over three times. It didn't really surprise me. They need to pass the ball to be successful at this point, And Washington has a very good pass defense. I think it's a buy low situation on Stanford this week as they host Utah. On Friday night, as a seven and a half point dog, um, so I lean Stanford. Uh, ton, tons of leans uh, on the board this week. Hopefully, um, you know they come through and we're profitable on our leans. Again, they're not official plays by any means. Mean for me, um, so I'll just recap them: Stanford plus seven and a half, Marshall minus two, Wyoming plus four, TCU plus seven, Georgia Tech plus ten and a half. Nebraska plus 15, Cincinnati minus 22, South Carolina plus 19 are my podcast leans this week. So hope you guys enjoyed them. Good luck this week. Again, if you feel like picking up my premium package uh, for the next two weeks, $109 guaranteed profit or the rest of the season will be free. That's for NFL and college. You get my play of the days as well in that package. So make sure that you check that out at freddywills.com. Thanks for listening and good luck this week on your bets.